This is Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Information without understanding is not very helpful. Talk with the doctor and feel like you're talking to a friend. It almost breaks my heart Cause I'm so afraid That we will have to part Each night I ask the stars above Why must I be a teenager in love? One day I feel so happy Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. You are listening live to your favorite health and wellness radio show, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. I am your host, Dr. Carissa, and I am happy to be here. Hope you all are having a great morning this morning. All righty, as that song implies, we are talking about teenagers today. I am a parent of a teen, and so are many, many of my friends. And we have an expert that will be on the line with us a little bit later to talk about these crazy beings uh, called teenagers. But before we do all of that, we start the show as we always do with our shout outs. Shout outs to my number one fan. Hello, mom. I hope you are having a magnificent morning this morning. Shout out to family in Norfolk, Virginia, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Houston, Texas, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, Charlotte, North Carolina, Ladson, South Carolina, Macon, Georgia, Pensacola, Florida, Center, Alabama, Chesapeake, Virginia, Seattle, Washington, Washington, D.C., Centerville, Virginia, Columbia, South Carolina, Phoenix, Arizona, San Antonio, Texas, Fayetteville, North Carolina, Opelika, Alabama, Lusby, Maryland, Newport News, Virginia, Temecula, California, Cedar Bluff, Alabama, College Park, Georgia, Hobbs, New Mexico, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Oxford, North Carolina, Woodbridge, Virginia, Gadsden, Alabama, Hampton, Virginia, Columbus, Georgia, Memphis, Tennessee, Fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, Baltimore, Maryland, Belize City, Belize, Greenwood, Mississippi. And we have a new city to add to the family today, Jackson, Mississippi. Hello, how are you all doing today? All righty. As always, you can listen live. We broadcast live from our studios here in Atlanta at WWE Real 1100 AM. You can also stream this show on www.real1100.com. You can watch us on Facebook Live on the Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa Facebook page. And we are live now. Hello, Facebook family. All righty. You can catch our rebroadcast. This show is uh, going to be available on our Facebook page and it rebroadcasts throughout the week on this station. We are also a part of the Old Fashioned Health Network, so you can catch the rebroadcast on that uh, station as well. You can find us on YouTube. We are Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. We are also a part of the 22.3 Takeover Vegas radio family. And this show broadcasts on I, uh, excuse me, on TuneIn Radio at 22.3 on Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. So if you miss us on Thursdays, you can catch us on Sundays. Please follow us on social media. On Facebook, we are Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. On IG, at Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. And on Twitter, at Minutes Doctor. 
So as you all know, and the time is is ticking, we were nominated and actually won an award. I don't know which award it is as of yet, um, but I'll be flying this weekend out to Las Vegas uh, to um, participate in the award ceremony. So next week when we come back into the studio, I will have my award to share with you all. So I'm excited about that. All righty. Now, in news you need to know, we are talking about COVID. And of course, there have been uh, some changes there. Um, so I decided, you know, I'm not going to uh, keep up with the COVID tracker uh, anymore, but rather to pivot in talking about um, things that are COVID related and, and how that um, how that affects us and the things that you need to know continuing on um, about this. So in our COVID news, the CDC has updated its recommendations to allow certain immunocompromised individuals and people over the age of 50 who have already received their initial booster dose at least four months ago, um, those individuals are eligible for another booster of the Pfizer-BioNTech or Moderna uh, vaccine. So that is approved. And, you know, someone asked me um, just a few days ago um, if and when they should get their um, their booster, their second booster. So this would be the fourth, um, the fourth shot uh, vaccination rather uh, for COVID. So if you have already received your booster, you are eligible for a second booster or a fourth COVID vaccination. And of course, what we know is the vaccination has not necessarily prevented people from getting the disease because most vaccines don't work that way, right? Um, but in the case of COVID, it has uh, prevented uh, hospitalization and more importantly, prevented death. Um, and so I think, you know, if you are vaccinated, I read a study that you are the reduced the risk is reduced by 21 times um, your risk of being hospitalized or dying um, and I'm sorry by hospitalized and reduced by seven times of dying uh, from COVID if you are vaccinated so the vaccines um, are working in that regard um, because I you know hearken back to uh, the beginning days of this pandemic uh, and how it was just it was just awful um, for those of us who are in healthcare, um, you know, because we were just seeing a lot of devastation just every single day for for months. So, the BA.2 subvariant of the Omicron variant now is the dominant strand here in the United States and accounts for about 55% of new uh, coronavirus coronavirus cases. So, you know, we had talked a couple of weeks ago about the BA.2 uh, subvariant um, that it was over in Europe and, and you know, would we anticipated it being here, of course. Um, the BA.2 variant, as most variants are, is more transmissible, um, meaning that it is easier to catch it. Um, but so far, it has not shown uh, to cause more severe illness uh, leading to hospitalizations and or death, which is a good thing. And again, uh, vaccination is helping with that. The FDA has also authorized a second booster for individuals 12 and older with certain immune deficiencies. So if you are in the population at risk and over 12 uh, years of age, then the, um, the additional booster is recommended uh, for you. Uh, I anticipate that the global recommendation of a second booster for everyone over the age of 12 uh, will be coming soon. 
in good news and good COVID news, the seven day average of new COVID cases has decreased which I am happy to report that. I've been waiting for for the day to report that, and I want to hopefully uh, report that consistently, right? Um, so COVID hospitalizations have dramatically decreased by about 35%, which is great, um, to about 18,000 a day. So we had been up to, you know, up in the 20,000s um, a day of, of hospitalizations. ICU hospitalizations, so intensive care unit hospitalizations, have also dramatically decreased by about 42% by, to less than 3,000 a day, which is tremendous. Um, because of course, in you know when we talk about the individual devastation um, of, of COVID disease and, and the effects that it has on a family, um, you know, there is that. But we also have to consider um, the, the weight that this has placed or the burden or strain, I should say, that this has placed on healthcare systems. Um, you know, because the thing that we have been in healthcare that we have been afraid of and experiencing um, is called a code black, uh, where there are no hospital beds. Uh, and, you know, we have I, I have, you know, as an ER doctor, I have experienced that um, where, you know, I had a patient who was very, very ill with COVID. And, you know, we had to call we called about six states uh, surrounding the state that I was working in at that time and um, couldn't find a hospital bed for that patient. And, you know, so it was it was that tight. You know, it really was. So I'm very, very happy um, to see that hospitalizations are going down because, of course, as you know, in addition to, you know, people getting sick with COVID, people are getting sick with regular stuff, too. You know, pneumonias and heart attacks and car accidents and strokes and all of those things continue to happen and they need a hospital bed, too. So we are happy that that is is going down. Now, in terms of your COVID deaths, daily deaths have reached their lowest point since mid-August of 2021 uh, with about 750 per day. And so that is also a tremendous decrease, um, you know, although I will be glad when we get it down to zero, if that is at all possible. So that is the news that you need to know. This segment has been brought to you by Freeman Moore Medical Consultants, your premier disability consultant service. You may reach them if you are interested in disability services at www.freemanmoremedical.com. We are going to take a brief break and then we'll be right back on the other side of a commercial. You are listening live to your favorite health and wellness radio show, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. I'm your host, Dr. Carissa, and we will be right back. Just for Pets Wellness Center reminds old-fashioned health listeners and pet owners to never leave pets unattended inside a parked vehicle, not even for a quick errand. Temperatures can rise to dangerous levels fast. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. This is fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. Hi there, healthy people. Do you have a healthy product or service? 
If you are a certified medical professional, fitness trainer, author, or chef, Old Fashioned Health would love to promote your services or product on the Old Fashioned Health radio show. Please reach out to us. Call 404-793-3960 or email us at oldfashionedhealth at gmail.com. You can also contact us at oldfashionedhealth.com. Old Fashioned Health, good health inside and out. And we are back. Welcome back. If you are just tuning in, you are listening live to your favorite health and wellness radio show, Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. I am your host, Dr. Carissa. And today we are talking about these creatures we call teenagers, right? So, you know, like I said, I am a parent of a teen. She is 14 years old now, so I am newly into teenage life. Uh, And that's going, you know, I'm just going to say that. Right. So, you know, when we talk about teenagers, you know, we if you are a parent, you remember when your child became a teen. And, you know, sometimes for some people, you know, that transition point was a little bit rough um, because you remember, you know, what happened? You say to yourself, what happened to my sweet baby? And now it is replaced with this hormonal creature that I don't understand and you know and all of that and in some cases don't like um, you know and all of that because that does happen too so it has been said that teenagers are disrespectful and wild and they dress funny and they talk weird and their music is garbage and they're ungrateful and lazy and they know everything and don't know anything at all I'm gonna put myself my teenage self in that category and that they have it easy compared to back in our day Right. And when we had to walk uphill both ways in the snow to get to school, even if that's not true for all of us. Right. But that's the story that we tell that these teenagers, they just have it good. And I think the longer that we live, we forget those carefree days of our teenage years and we forget the same things may have been said about us. Once we become adults and particularly when we become parents, we may lose sight of all of what we were going through as teenagers. So it wasn't just the, you know, all of the hormones and, you know, all of this stuff that that was going on with you. And, you know, we remember all of the teenage, you know, the good times that we had and the special friends and perhaps the things that we got away with and that time that I almost died but didn't, thank God. Um, You know, or maybe in your teenage years, you had a particular hardship. But what about how you felt from day to day to day in your teenage life, right? The insecurities, um, the worry about your changing body, your changing mind, um, the concern over how you fit in or don't fit in uh, into your world or environment, right? The teenage years can be very, very challenging for teens and for parents of teens. So I have invited an expert to discuss the changes our teens are going through and to help us parents and adults who love these these creatures better understand them and perhaps even relate better to them. 
My guest today is my dear friend and classmate, Dr. Tamina McMillan, and let me tell you a little bit about her. Dr. Tamina McMillan is a board-certified pediatrician and mother of four children, which she believes gives her immense credibility, and it does, because four is a lot. I am busy with my one. I can't imagine if there were three in addition to her. Dr. McMillan was born in South Korea and raised in Virginia. She is a graduate of Hollins University, a historic women's college, and Meharry Medical College in Nashville, Tennessee, which is also an HBCU and pediatric residency program in Las Vegas. These experiences inform her unique worldview. She has been a pediatrician for the underserved population of Las Vegas, Nevada and Jackson, Mississippi for over two decades. Her passions include practicing Spanish, weightlifting, baking, cooking global cuisine, and actively pursuing joy. Ladies and gentlemen, Medical Minutes family, please welcome to the show my dear friend, Dr. Tamina McMillan. <laughs> Dr. McMillan, good morning. Good morning. Good How morning. are you? I'm well, thank you. And thank you so much for lending us your personal and professional expertise this morning at dealing with these people who changed, it seems, overnight from our sweet children to <laughs> whatever we want to call them once they become <laughs> teenagers, right? Yes. So let's talk about that transition, that special time of, of life that, you know, we adults want to act like we have forgotten, right? Because, you know, I'm speaking for myself, I remember, um, you know, how I felt as a teenager and how things were changing for me that I didn't understand really um, and, and couldn't really couldn't really express. You know, I couldn't articulate um, how I felt because I didn't know what was going on, really. It was just kind of happening to me. So let's talk about first the hormonal changes that preteens and teens experience and how that affects their mentality and their behavior. In addition to, you know, we'll talk about the physical aspects in, in a bit. Um, sure. Um, first of all, I think it's nice to realize that um, puberty is a transitional bridge. Mm -hmm. It's the bridge between childhood and adulthood. And just as it's confusing for you, the parent, to witness, it's definitely um, confusing for the child to undergo. Most because certainly. you have so many physical, physiologic, developmental emotional changes that happens in such a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot. Mm -hmm. In terms of the hormones, um, believe it or not, the first change happens around six years of age. Oh, you wow. have release of um, androgens, which are kind of like male associated hormones from the adrenal glands, which exists right above kidneys. Mm -hmm. And the first change you may notice, and your child might not, is a change in body odor. Mm -hmm. right? You go outside and play, and mm -hmm. you come back, and you smell a little musky, mm -hmm. <laughs> as we say. Yes. Um, and then other hormones that play include things like testosterone and estrogen. Mm -hmm. And these all are in play to cause what we call secondary sexual characteristics. So things like, you know, breast development, mm -hmm. facial hair, also to increase your child to an adult size. And then most importantly is to get your body ready for its reproductive ability. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So that's a whole lot going on all at once. And, and you know, and that's as I was thinking about this show and, you know, you and I, I talked, um, you know, talked before, you know, just I was just thinking about, you know, there are like three changes happening simultaneously. Right. Um, where right. you have the hormonal changes, the mental changes and the, the mental emotional changes and the physical changes all kind of happening all at once, but not necessarily at the same pace. Right. Um, exactly. you know, so something, you know, your physical may may be there, but then the mental is not hasn't caught up yet, you know. <laughs> and I didn't I just totally didn't think about that, you know, from age six that, you know, yeah, you know, you do. You send your kids outside and then they come back in and it's like we need deodorant. <laughs> you know, and I, I, did, I totally didn't even recognize that as you know, I, I remember that that period. And I, but I didn't recognize that as the beginnings of puberty because of course when we all think about puberty and adolescence we think about the secondary sexual characteristics that start to develop um you know and so in addition to to that you know the physical aspects where you know all of a sudden you know because i'm seeing this with my daughter's friends now and i'm sure you have seen this with your children's friends how you know they all of a sudden are tall you know especially particularly the boys they're right. all of a sudden tall and muscular, and it's like, well, wait a minute. You were just this little, you know, squishy, chubby faced, chubby faced <laughs> person like five minutes ago. You know, who is, you know, and who is this person, you know? And, and it, it is just amazing. So, you know, in terms of the physical changes that happen along with the hormonal changes, um, you know, because I think the physical changes are probably the more obvious. Um, changes that we that we recognize how do those things kind of interplay the physical and the hormonal i'm sure so puberty is actually divided into three phases Um, we have an early adolescence and that's from 10 to 13 years of age okay we have middle adolescence that's 14 to 16 years of age and then late adolescence which is from 17 to 20 plus years so if you have someone in your house who's over 18 years of old and they think they're grown, they're not. Um, they're still undergoing a lot of physical and physiologic changes up into the 20s. And, you know, um, you know and I, I, I'm not to cut you off, but, you know, I, I'm in talking with another one of your pediatric colleagues. I did not know that, that, you know, yes. adolescence goes into your 20s. And so, you know, yes. I, uh, you, we have to to pause and step back because, you know, when we say that you're an adult, quote unquote, at 18, not really. You're not. You're really <laughs> probably not an adult till 22, 23, really. Yes. You know, because yes. you're still undergoing those changes. But I think, you know, a lot of us as parents, you know, we get to 18 and it's like, poof, 18, you're out of Oof. high school, you're in college, poof, done. You're done. <laughs> But no. But surprise, not true. Right, right. Wow. Um, so in terms of physical changes, um, usually we notice in girls first. So with hmm. that starts with breast development. Mm-hmm. And that can range in anywhere from 8 to 12 years of age. Um, your pediatrician becomes aware because usually um, the mom will come in with the daughter mm-hmm. who's complaining of, breast pain mm-hmm. um sometimes i'll get parents who bring in their daughter and she might have just 
a unilateral or one-sided swelling mm -hmm. and it's all normal mm -hmm. you know it can be one side and of note and i don't know if this is um, very common knowledge but boys can also have breast development during puberty which causes extreme embarrassment because you're like i'm a boy right. i'm not supposed to have these and i bring this up just to reassure people that it's completely normal and then that will resolve as they progress into puberty and more of your male hormones take over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then in terms of boys, their first sign of physical characteristics that change with puberty is increase in testicular size. Mm -hmm. And that usually happens at about nine and a half years of age. And that's closely followed by increase in the length and size of their penis. And interesting fact, so that you'll know that this is normal, is that the left testis is lower than the right. So your left friend hangs lower than your right friend, and that's completely normal. Hmm. Okay. And, and then in terms of like the period, like mm -hmm. menarche, um, the average age for girls is 13. However, that follows a bell curve. So you can have girls who start, start earlier early. and girls sure. who can start later. Right. And usually, I usually ask parents, moms, at what age did she start? Because there can be a correlation. So your daughter can kind of reflect your pattern. Hmm. Um, I'm usually concerned if a girl has not started her period by 16 years of age okay. that warrants medical investigation and then also starting around 10 11 12 i'll start counseling girls to have like a period pack mm -hmm. to have in their book bag or in their school locker because inevitably it always happens when you're at school right. and that's to kind of diminish um, that embarrassment right and then uh, another i guess huge change would be the heights Mm -hmm. Notice that all of a sudden everyone's getting taller. Yep. Um, and girls actually start before guys. That's why when you look at the fifth grade picture, you have these tall girls mm -hmm. and these short boys. Right. Um, so girls usually start about nine and a half years of age and they peak at about 12. Right. Hmm. And then boys, they start at about 10 and a half years of age and they peak at 14. And then they can actually continue to grow till about 18 and a half years or even longer. Wow. Yes. And, so, and then interesting. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Um, growth occurs distally. So I know moms say this all the time. Dr. McMillan, it seems like I'm buying that boy shoes. new shoes mm -hmm. like every two months. Mm -hmm. And that's because your hands and feet grow first then your arms and legs, and then your torso. Then of course, with the boys, their um, throat changes, causing the squeaky, creaky voice, and yes. then the deepening. Right. So those are all normal. Wow, yeah. Yeah, it, it's kind of, it's funny how these, these phases happen, because I remember when my daughter was smaller, it did seem like she hit a spurt, and like every two or three months, we were buying new shoes, because they would get tight, and I'm like, you know, what's really going on here? And then it yes. slowed down, and now we're kind of seeing it, uh, kind of seeing it again um, with you know, right. especially now with buying ballet shoes for my daughter, um, because it's because oh. I tell her I'm like you know we just bought you shoes like last month, and she's like yeah, but now they're a little tight, and I'm like oh okay here we go, but yes, yes. now 
in terms of conversation, because I'm glad that you you brought up the point about, you know, like the period pack um, and some embarrassment, because I know for some girls, you know, particularly if you are the first in your peer group to start to develop and right. people start to notice, you know, especially right. kids at school, you know, um, because that becomes like, you know, the end all do all and be all is what the kids at school are saying and thinking and you know all of this stuff what should we do as parents to have conversation around this body awareness you know around body awareness and this embarrassment about our changing their changing bodies well I think it's nice to remember what our role is as parents and I believe that my role as a parent is to prepare my children for the adult world. Mm-hmm. In pediatrics, um, we call this anticipatory guidance. Mm-hmm. So basically, you anticipate changes and then you get them through it. So it's not good to ignore what's happening. It's not good to let them converse with their friends and have their friends explain what's happening. Cause right. Because they, they get I still it wrong. remember some of the crazy stuff I've heard mm-hmm. when I was a kid mm-hmm. from my peers. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to get ahead of that. So I know that personally for myself, uh, when my daughter, she was my first child and the first since puberty, there was a great book. I'm not sure if I could mention it, sure. but I will. No, sure. But it was um, by American Girl, and it's called Taking Care of You. And I've mm. read that before her. Mm-hmm. And then we gave it to her to read because she was a huge reader. And then we came together to discuss any questions she had, any concerns. And, and that's it. You have to prepare them. And certainly... It might cause you some discomfort, but right. just think that you want to be the one who's in charge of giving the information of the messaging um, out of their peers. Most certainly. And then you can always ask your pediatrician, you know, yes. I'm sure your pediatrician would jump in and help out. Most certainly. So now, you know, as I said earlier in the introduction, you know, these these people seem to go from our, our sweet, lovable children to... Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps monstrous individuals. Now, how can parents learn to understand? And, you know, you know, because this is one of the things that I say, um, you know, about my teenager, and I say this, you know, to other people as well, that, you know, they are going through a thing that they don't understand themselves. And so it Correct. is difficult to articulate what is wrong, quote unquote, with you, um, you know, because, you know, I noticed like my teenager, she gets a little moody sometimes. Right. Mm. And, you know, she's perfectly fine. But she doesn't know why she feels the way she feels. And I'm like, well, I know why, you know, these, these hormones are doing <laughs> their thing, you know. But still, you know, when you're in real time and caught up and, you know, somebody's being sassy or, you know, huffing under their breath or right. rolling their eyes, you know, you and I are from kind of the same place almost. Yes. So you are, you you know, you know what I'm talking you about. You already know. <laughs> that, right. Like, you know, that just is not going to work out well for you in real time. Um, but how can parents learn to understand what their teenager is going through since that teenager may or may not have the emotional intelligence to articulate what's going on? Um, I think the most important thing is to be compassionate, right? And Mm -hmm. to be empathetic. And like you said, with your intro, we all went through it. And even though 
three decades later, we like to act like we had it all figured out. I had it all. We together. were it just was a smooth. It was a smooth thing. Like, yeah. No. Mm -mm. And it's the grace of God. You know, we exactly. did stupid stuff. Said exactly. stupid stuff. And we lived to um, tell it. And I was raised by a black Southern grandma mm -hmm. who strongly believed that you were seen and not heard. Mm -hmm. And there were certain things that you did you just do or you, you didn't talk about. Live. Right. <laughs> right. And you just didn't right. talk about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think I just recently read this wonderful book called The Four Agreements. Mm. And those four agreements I try to adopt in all aspects of my life. And that certainly helps with dealing with teenagers. Number one is just being impeccable with your word. I mean, when you want to mm. say things and lash out and respond mm -hmm. when they're being mean or disrespectful, just kind of hold your tongue, remind. Um, That's don't take things one. personally. Wow. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, even though it sounds like they're trying to attack you or ruin your day or make it sound like it's all about them. Don't take it personally. Don't make assumptions about what you think they're thinking or feeling. Just ask questions, you know, right. and then one. most importantly, just do your best, do your best. And just remember that right. we're all on the same team and we want the same things. Right. And, and that the teenage years won't last forever. Yes, even though they seem like Even it. though they seem like <laughs> Right. So any other strategies for navigating the teenage years as, as a parent? Um, yes, I think it's important to ask open-ended questions, mm -hmm. you know? Maybe mm -hmm. instead of asking, how are you doing? Be more creative with the way you ask those questions. Oh, like, I like that. What was the best part of your day? What was the worst part of your day? So just changing up how you're asking questions mm -hmm. will give you a different response. Yeah, right? because you know if you ask, how was your day? Fine. It's fine. Exactly. One word. That's it. Yep. Everything you know? fine. You know, or, or whatever. You know, that that is that is what they do. And and you know, and that's a part of it too, that communication piece. Um, mm -hmm. because, you know, as your teenagers become teenagers and they become more teenagery if I can say that um <laughs> they tend to pull away from you yes and that is a you know it's a natural thing but it can be a disturbing and upsetting thing because right. you have been and that's one of the things about as a parent transitioning right um because yes. as they are transitioning surprise surprise you as a parent are transitioning as well because you parent yes. differently depending upon what stage of life your child is in as you should right. um you know because and then if you no go ahead i'm sorry and if you're a parent of multiples please remember mm. that each kid is an individual yes. don't compare jaya to a jameson or jameson to a Jalen. they're right. each different right you know? and they're going through and even if they were were quadruplets they are yes. still going through things individually. Yes. Um, but, you know, especially if they're not the same age, you know, your 14 year old is not going to be doing the same thing as your nine year old, as your five year old. Yes. You know, so you you as a parent may be in multiple stages of parenting at the same time, which God bless y'all yes. for doing that. <laughs> I'm like, I, I say it all the time. You know, if you have more than one child. I tip my hat to you because I, I just don't know how you, how you do it. Um, you know, and, and then also yeah. just remember that you're a parent. You're not their friend. You know, and kids actually 
do well with boundaries mm-hmm. and rules, being mm-hmm. held accountable for their actions and decisions. You are their parent. And these rules, um, it makes them feel safe, actually. And understand that they are going to challenge those rules as oh, yes. well. But again, you know, that is all a part of that independence, right? Because you want your child to be, and this is the thing that I find that is, that makes me crazy as a parent. I want my daughter to learn to be independent because I know one, I'm not going to live forever. So I have to teach her how to navigate in the world on her own. Right. But then at the same time, when she's being independent, I get annoyed. (laughs) Is that not the craziest thing? (laughs) It is. I joke that I want you to be independent, but not in my house. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So now what are some some danger signs that these changes may not be the quote unquote normal things that an adolescent is, is doing or going through? Um, in terms of physical stuff, um, if you have development of the secondary sector characteristics too early, um, it's always nice to check in with your pediatrician. Mm-hmm. So for example, I don't know, pubic hair development and breast development in a five-year-old is not normal. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure you do that. On the opposite end, if things are happening too late, like your 16-year-old daughter hasn't started menses or your 12, 13, 14-year-old boy is still shorter than the rest of his peers. Hmm. Um, In terms of emotional stuff, just again, the ranges. If mm-hmm. you see that there's such drastic swings in their moods, mm-hmm. um, if they f- are isolating socially in their room, they're not interacting with family members, with friends in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, if their friend group suddenly change and you notice mm-hmm. that they're engaging in more like risk-taking behavior, mm-hmm. um, things like that mm-hmm. are warning signs. And that, that risk-taking behavior is, that's a doozy because again, yeah. you know, all of us who are teenagers who will admit, I'm not admitting anything because my mother listens to the <laughs> show, um, but all of us who are were teenagers, you know, we all have at least one story of something mm-hmm. that you did and it's just like, oh, I thought I was going to die. Or I thought I was going to get caught and we made it through. And so you have, you know, those friends that y'all look at each other and be, remember that time? Like, yeah, but we don't talk about that. Um, But, you know, so there's there's going to be that. And that is normal. Um, But when you talk about risky behavior in terms of, you know, experimenting with drugs and alcohol, um, experimenting sexually, um, you know, with things, um, particularly when it is when we deal with relationships and that was when I had one of your other colleagues on we were talking about these teenage relationships and domestic violence um you know which I was shocked to learn um you know is a is a thing with with our kids with the teens you know um because we always focus on adults so much you know the media attention and that kind of thing we don't we don't um shine a light on on that as much um and so you know just those are the kinds of things to know you know and and you want to be that that nosy parent yes right you know because I I remember that that you know that just you know I wanted to be you know I am by and large a private person um and and so I remember and I've always been that way you know just wanting to have Mm -hmm. quote-unquote my business right and my mom was like you don't have any business in my house (laughs) 
right? <laughs> you know, when you get your own house, you can have your own business, you know, <laughs> and that's how it was. And and I didn't understand that then. But now I'm like, yeah, I want to know where you're going, who you're with, where y'all going. Yes. I make sure that I meet parents, you know, all of that yep. stuff, because it is so important, not just from knowing your child's environment, but from knowing your child's influences, because yes. you as a parent will not always be the major influence in your child's life. And FYI, during your teen years, the opinion and influence of their peers are way more important than that of your parents. Indeed. So you're absolutely right. Indeed. Indeed. Because, you know, that is that that is a, a thing. So, you know, it, and I that came that hit home for me since you mentioned that, um, you know, <laughs> so Spencer runs track. And, you know, and, and she's a, a magnificent runner in, in developing. Mm-hmm. I'm just very excited about how she will develop in that in that path. But one of the things that she said, you know, she just had her first meet a couple days ago. And one of mm-hmm. the things that she said, she was nervous about it because she's like, well, what if I don't do well and everybody at school knows? Hmm. Wow. And everybody at school realizes, you know, that I'm the slowest kid. And I was sitting there thinking to right. myself, well, why would you care? But again, I'm 49. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And But she was yes. telling me that, that that was important to her. What yes. her friends thought of her and, and thought of her performance. And, right. and, you know, and so that's and one that's of those things, too. And that's developmentally appropriate. Exactly. Um, but that's one mm-hmm. of those things that it's like, yeah, okay. You know, if, if you got to pay attention because they're telling you without telling you. Yes you know, yes. what's what's important to them. And, you know, and it's very, very yes. easy to minimize that because, again, you know, I'm sitting from 49, like, why do you care about these people, what they think about you? Right. And so, right. you know, but I'm not 14 anymore. But I'm sure that yes. when I was 14, what my friends thought of me and what I wore and how I looked and, you know, all of that stuff was tremendously important. But I had forgotten that because it's been mm-hmm. forever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's been forever. <laughs> You know, it's like it it almost it's been so long ago, it almost didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So now, lastly, Dr. McMillan, any tips for talking with teens and, you know, navigating, you know, girls versus boys? Is there a difference in how how you talk to them and how you treat them? Um, Because, you know, there are a lot of families out here who have, you know, multiple children and, you know, both sexes and and so on and so forth. Right. Um, I think. It's interesting because as Jaya started entering her teen years, I always cultivated relationships with older women who mm-hmm. already went through it. Mm-hmm. And then the two best pieces of advice I got from them, and I still use it to this day, is number one, don't stop talking. Mm-hmm. It's going in whether it looks like it or not. Right. So just keep talking, keep right. talking. The second thing is choose your battles, like really Mm. decide what's important Mm -hmm. because it's so easy to start nitpicking um, and get Mm -hmm. stressed when maybe their decisions do not align with yours. For Mm. example, Mm -hmm. my middle son, he refuses to wear pants regardless of the temperature. (laughs) So he's in shorts all the time. He still thinks he's in Las Vegas. So I'm like, you know what, as long as it's technically above 30 degrees you can wear shorts because i'm not going to argue with you every I'm single just, morning exactly about that exactly so Cause, yeah. cause i got other things to do with my life yeah then sit here going yes. back and forth with you indeed <laughs> 
Indeed. Exactly. Well, Dr. McMillan, thank you so very, very much for lending us your expertise this morning. This has been, you know, I told you I was excited about this segment. This has been a great, great segment. And I think and I hope that this has helped, um, you know, these parents of little ones who are looking to, you know, looking towards the teen years or if you're in your tween years or even if you're in your teen years and, you know, kind of stuck. Because I think that as parents, all of us are really, really good at a phase at one phase or another. Right. Right. Um, You know, like some people like I think I was a very, very good baby mom. Like I was Mm -hmm. on it. Baby toddler. I was on it. And then I kind of lost my footing a little bit because these transitions were happening and I was not um, I wasn't they were happening and I wasn't ready, being quite Mm -hmm. honest, you know, and or I thought that they would happen later. So I was anticipating doing these things a little bit later than what I really was. Um, and, and so, you know, you kind of feel like you lose your footing a little bit. And then now that she's a teenager, I feel like I'm kind of getting back into my stride, if you will, um, as a parent. So thank you so very much uh, for lending your time and, and talent to us today. No, ladies thank you. It was a pleasure. I enjoyed this and we will talk again. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Tamina McMillan, thank you so much. We will be right back after a brief break. You are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Be sure to listen to the Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell a podcast that explores emotional health and its impact on everyday life. In the Enclave, we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life, such as physical health, relationships, spirituality, and even decision-making. The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell can be found on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And now an important message from Steve Harvey. This pandemic isn't over yet. We got the vaccines. I got mine. You might have yours. But listen to this. Don't think just because you got the vaccine that you could just go crazy. Follow the current safety guidelines. I know the mask is hot, but you know what's hotter than these masks? Staying healthy. That's pretty fly if you ask me. Let's unite to prevent. For more information, visit unite2prevent.org. I want to scream so loud for you Cause I'm so proud of you And let me tell you what I'm about to do And we are back We are back You are listening live to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, if you're just tuning in. We just had an incredible segment with my dear friend, Dr. Tamina McMillan, who is a pediatrician in the Jackson, Mississippi uh, area. And we've been talking about our teenagers and how we can be um, parents to them and understand what they are going through because they are going through a thing. So just to recap, uh, some changes during, during adolescence. Of course, you have the growth spurts. Um, you have the sexual maturation and physical maturation of their bodies. There are also some brain changes, right? 
because these brains are, are sitting in this bath of all of this hormone and all of these things are going on. Um, but so your, your kids will be able to do abstract thinking. Um, they may express more concern about philosophical issues or politics or social issues. Um, and particularly now with there's so much inundation from the Internet and social media and that kind of thing um, about social issues that, you know, if your children have a phone, you know, they have gotten something about that. And in their teenage years, they start thinking about how do I feel about this particular issue? Um, and that's a great topic for conversation because I, I will tell you, I have learned an incredible amount um, about my daughter from listening to what she thinks and how she views the world. Um, you know, that, that has enlightened me not only to what's going on with her, but it has changed how I view some things too because it's always good to look at things from a different perspective. Um, these teenagers are now, they start thinking about long-term things instead of just today, right? They start goal setting, particularly, you know, in if you're in high school with your teenager, you know, they're looking at what comes next. Am I going to go to college or trade school or, or, you know, join the service? What are we going to do? What am I going to do with my life? Um, but there's also comparison to their peers. And so I'm going to give you a caution. And I think Dr. McMillan uh, touched on that about, um, you know, comparing because, you know, as I said, all of these are, are going through this change um, simultaneously, but not at the same time. If, if you get that right, um, you know, so some things are, are happening faster and some things are happening slower. Um, and so, you know, as um, as the saying goes, comparison is the thief of joy. So, you know, you just kind of have to enjoy your teenager. If I can say enjoy your teenager, that sounds kind of oxymoronic to me, but you can enjoy your teenager um, by not comparing them to others and just remembering and acknowledging uh, them for the magnificent creatures that they are and remembering that even if you are struggling with your teen, the teenage years are not going to last forever. Um, there is also that de desire for independence that they have. And this is what you want because you don't want to, you know, have a 16 year old and you still got to cut their meat. You know, that's that looks crazy. Right. And it is crazy. I'm just going to go ahead and say that uh, unless there's some physical limitation for that, of course. And then, of course, you know, as Dr. McMillan uh, touched on their peer influence, their peer groups. Um, become much more important than, you know, their parents' influence, but still be there. That doesn't mean that they don't need you. That doesn't mean that you don't have a place because you most certainly do. You still have to be the guardrails uh, for these people because they think they know, but they don't know, right? And then, of course, there are the romantic and or sexual relationships that develop and become important. And we all can think back to, you know, your teenage crushes and puppy love and all of those things that we call it. So that brings me to our vitamin C for today. And I am going to talk about metamorphosis or change. Change is inevitable. And it is the thing I think that we humans like least. I know I, I don't like it too much. I'm, I'll roll with it, but it's not my favorite. It's not my jam. But perhaps in part because we have no control, right? We think that we bring these children into the world and we control because it, initially we do. We control everything about them, what they eat, when they eat, when they go to bed, what they wear, when it's bath time, all of these things. But then as this metamorphosis happens from infant to toddler to primary age kid to tween to teen to young adult we lose more and more and more control 
but we don't lose influence, right? So, you know, today's segment really, really caused me to reflect not on just what my teenager may be going through, but on my metamorphosis as a parent, going through being the parent of a baby, of a toddler, of a primary schooler, a tween, a teen, um, and that's where we are now. And I admit some of these transitions, as I said earlier, I handled very, very well. And some of them, well, let's just say nobody's perfect. So I remember when my daughter first told me, I do it myself, mommy. And that just crushed me. My feelings were so hurt, right? Because I had been doing everything for her. And then all of a sudden she decided that she could do some things for herself and she took no hesitation in letting me know that, right? And so, you know, and I tease her about that, about that now, but you know, I wanted her to learn independence and I still do because as I said, I am not gonna live forever and she has to learn how to navigate in the world without my guardrails, right? But sometimes we're just not ready for that change when it comes, but as I said, change is inevitable. And so parents, we must remember that as our children change, so do we. And so I will leave you with this, which I think perfectly sums up teenagedom. I cannot make you understand. I cannot make anyone understand what is happening inside me. I cannot even explain it to myself. So just ponder on that the next time you are curious as to what is going on with your child. They might not know either. Alrighty, friends, thank you so much for joining me on my favorite hour of the week. And until we meet again, hopefully next Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, until we meet again, be good to yourself. Be good to each other. Take care. This is Dr. Carissa. Thanks for joining me this week on Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Join me next week for more comfortable yet in-depth conversation. Have a great week.